Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I am lucky to be joined by Lavinia Losup. And Lavinia, do you want to do a quick introduction about yourself for all of those people that don't know you? Sure. Um, hi, Masson. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, it's such a pleasure to, to chat with uh, like-minded people on this very important topic, such as uh, people management and people innovation and so on. Um, um, I'm Lavinia. I'm uh, born and raised in Romania, but I have lived on four continents in seven different countries so far. And um, I lead a company called Livit. Um, we are a co-working hub uh, based in Bali, but also an international service provider for tech startups. Um, so we basically have both operations here in Bali and then also services um, for international companies abroad. Um, so we offer spaces, um, shared offices and co-working space, and, but we also offer business support services and consultancy. Um, awesome. For myself... Uh, yeah, uh, we have uh, right now we have about 15 people in the team and about another 15 to 20 roles outsourced um, and we're growing every month. So it's very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, that's great. And uh, yeah, so you, you, you obviously get to touch a lot of companies and you get to talk with, see a lot of companies grow and, and so on. So that's, that sounds super True. exciting. True. That's the very exciting part of work for sure. Excellent. So the first question I like to ask my, my honored guests here is really if you can tell me a little bit about your management philosophy, and that's probably a great word, but, but really sort of your mindset around management and how you try and get the most out of your people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, to me, management, because of the because of the typical things that it is associated with. For me, management is a little bit of an outdated word, if we can say that, although it's still like a blanket word that encompasses a lot lot of what we do, right? Um, But I think the traditional um, type of management is not something that I really believe in. I think it's very much all about treating people like kids, you know, like kids that you don't trust and you have to control and you have to... Uh, protect from things and you have to uh, check on them all the time and you know you have to check if they said the 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 right thing and if they're saying the truth and whatever you know Um, and and I think this is an outdated way of of doing business because really the people that we need nowadays and the people that are the most valuable in businesses are creative and intelligent and um, focus on problem solving and that type of management doesn't really work for them right um, that type of management to me is based on realities in the of the industrial era right when where when we had shifts in factories and you know people had very uh, automated sort of um, um, tasks to do and they had to do a certain number of certain things per day and so on and so forth right? But work has changed massively. Most of those things are now either already um, taken over by machines or about to be taken over by machines and, you know, AIs and robots and so on. So um, 
I really do believe in a new style of um, um, kind of yeah managing people if you if you will I do believe a lot in self-management I believe in in flat hierarchies I believe in in hiring great people and um, getting out of the way um, and I really believe in um, managers if you will being those people who coach and make resources available and cheer on the team um, and facilitate success that way rather than micromanagement. That sounds super exciting. I'm, I'm, I mean, one of the key reasons why I love doing this show is really because I love showing people how different people do things differently, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I would tend to agree a lot of people see management as very much a role of policing. Uh, it, it's normally not the way I coach it, but but definitely a lot of people see the, see the role that way, right? So I can totally follow your, your mindset in that direction. Um, and, and I would say, like, f- for me, like, getting the, the actual visibility of how people think about it and how, how people actually execute manage is what I think is super exciting. And hopefully there will be some, some amazing inspiration to our audience. So that's great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> any, any other golden nuggets around it? Any other things you sort of, yeah, are really passionate um, about from a management standpoint? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there there are a lot of things that are happening in the world right now that are irreversibly changing the way that we work and as a result, the way that we we lead as well, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's, you know, globalization, there's a digital, like location independence in terms of work, you know, um, your your team members can be anywhere in the world and it, it, it is remote work. It is a huge part of the future. Um, and I think it's very smart as, as business leaders to future proof our companies, you know, to prepare them for what's coming um, if it's not already here. <laughs> yep. um, and um, yeah, and I think millennials, as we know, come with, with a very, very different set of, um, in 2020, they will already be a majority of the workforce. Um, so um, so it's a generation that comes with diff- very different wants and needs um, and very different ways of regarding work. Uh, and we want it or not, we will have to respond to that, right? So a part of it is being proactive, but really a part of it is being reactive. Even if you don't want to be a step ahead, you will still have to react to all those things, right? Um, And not to mention, you know, everything that's happening with um, automation, AI, and um, tech generally taking over a lot of stuff, right? So, um, So all of this are shaping the way that we work and obviously the way that we lead as well uh, people and resources and movements and so on right yep that makes total sense okay now the next question is what do you enjoy the most about managing people like what is it personally the most sort of satisfactory piece of of being a people manager like i i I guess more of a leader right i mean as you say you you don't like managing people as much like that but but as a leader at least someone who who coached people what what do you enjoy about that the most that's a very good question um there's a lot i enjoy about that you know I, i really really enjoy this journey it's a very challenging one and but I do think that if you don't enjoy the routine Wednesday, <laughs> you know, when a million things are on your on your 
desk, you know, first thing in the morning and you have to address five different situations and, and, and um, you know, you don't even know which one to prioritize first and so on and so forth. If you don't enjoy the process, the journey, um, it, you're not going to have a great time being in a, a business leader, I think. Um, so I really do enjoy it. I think my favorite parts are seeing people grow and develop. I, I drive a lot of satisfaction from that, I think. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think seeing people uh, become somebody that you or even themselves did not think was possible a few years ago is something absolutely amazing and worth uh, everything, all the challenges, right? Um, and I think seeing people being inspired with the work they do, you know, contributing to work that they care about, that makes them happy is my other favorite part about it, probably. Excellent. That sounds cool. Yeah, I, I agree with most of that, right? Like for, for me also, like seeing people grow and really seeing people just transform into something like I've I've hired a lot of people in the Philippines, for example, and and one of my favorites is is hiring people with the right attitude and mindset, but people that might not have had the opportunity to get an education and things like that, because a lot of the time, you know, they're just a lot more hungry, right? They're a lot more, and when you give them an opportunity, when you when you show them the opportunities are there, and 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 you know, life is not only about education, then uh, they they in my experience, at least, tend to take the opportunities much better and they, they tend to be able and willing to do what it takes much more than, than others, right? So I've, like some of my best hires have literally been 18-year-olds that, that have really struggled to, to get a job even, right? Um, but they've, been, they've really been like, uh, both for my company and, and for themselves, like it have been transformational because those kind of people just makes a huge difference, right? Yeah, I, I love that. You know, I love that because I think a lot of people look at this as a um, look at this as a win lose situation. You know, it's like, oh, if if I if I give more to to my team members, then there's less for the business. You know, like more money or more benefits or more opportunities or whatever. Yeah. And I love this idea that it's actually not. You know, it's a win win situation. The more you give, the more you can get back. And of course, you have to be very careful with who you invest that in, right? Like you do have to be careful about who, who, who you give those chances. Um, and a lot has to do with attitude and behaviors, right? Not so much with the skill as you're saying, 18 year olds um, that you, uh, you know, take from uh, square one, you know, and, and, and you train and so on can be amazing assets for your company. So it's not about like this very stuffy CVs or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, you, but you have to be smart with who you invest in the, and they have to, to prove continuously prove that, you know, they're also giving back. Um, but, but the more you give, I really believe the more you can get back, um, in terms of team for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately often a, a bit the naive kind. So I tend to trust people until they give me a reason not to. And sometimes that gets you burned, but Hey, that's a part of life. We live, we live and learn. We live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Um, so you might already have covered this a little bit, but what do you find most unique about your own personal management style compared to majority of other people you see around? I think I'm a part of a new school of 
business leaders who are really trying to push new ways of working with people and specifically empowering people rather than controlling them. Um, so I don't think there's anything that's particularly, you know, unheard of in what I do. Um, but I do think that I do some things specifically here in Indonesia when I when I look at other businesses. Um, yeah, we're quite different, you know, in that way. Um, and I like to think more in terms of we rather than I, right? Um, I think I think we've got an entire community here that is making these things happen because if it was just me, you know, there's not really that far you can go on your own, you know. So um, so so yeah. So I think that's that's. Um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to this future of work, to the changes that are happening, and we're trying not only to adapt to them, but to be a step ahead of them, right? So, for example, I can give you some very practical examples of things that we do. Um, for example, we have this um, paid time for wellness and learning and development. So, um, for every person... Um, 10% of their time and work can be spent on um, something that boosts their wellness or skills or knowledge and so on and so forth. So not only that we pay for that time that is considered work time, but we also pay for, um, you know, um, sports activities, for, for yoga, for coaches, for language teachers, for conferences, for all kinds of things, you know. Um, and everybody is basically encouraged and kind of pushed to invest in these things. Um, we also, um, you know, uh, do uh, wherever possible, because we do have some positions that are quite, um, you know, demand physical presence here at the hub. But wherever possible, we try to um, allow remote work as much as possible. And we do have um, quite a few people who are working remotely, at least a, a part of the week, if not uh, permanently. Yeah. Uh, we also try to do flexible schedules. Um, I don't believe in, you know, uh, especially if there's a position where people are solving problems and coming up with creative stuff and, and working on things that demands the full capacity of their brain. I don't believe in scheduling that in and just being like, yeah, between this time and this time, you're going to do this. Why not allow, if it doesn't matter, why not allow that person to decide? You know, maybe they're not a morning person. Maybe they're an afternoon person. Maybe they work best, you know, from their house or from a cafe or from the office or it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. We basically try to give as much um, um, freedom as possible. Um, and I can tell you that we don't track time as well. We have time trackers for people, but they're self-tracking. So only themselves have access to it. Um, I believe that you can track uh, very closely people's time and still be cheated, <laughs> you know. And people can still, you know, be on the time tracker, but be on the phone or be looking for their next gadget or whatever. So I believe that's a little bit you know, um, outdated for some lines of work, uh, at the very least. Um, we also, I also uh, work with um, a vacation the same way um, they self-report vacation and they kind of, um, as long as they don't go outside of a certain allowance that makes it fair for everybody, um, they can allocate their vacations day, vacation days whenever they want. And the only thing that matters is, is work being covered. You know, is there a colleague that can cover for you or is your work, you know, like have you, uh, you know, made your deadlines and, you know, are you not a bottleneck for other people? Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's things like this that I think, yeah, specifically in the Indonesian context, they probably set us apart a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, one, one of the things I've definitely found with the Philippines is it's, it's different than Europe. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you, you've seen the same thing, like with, with Indonesian culture, right? Like it's a very, very different mindset often people have than, than they would have in Europe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In many ways, what what is something that you've noticed the most that really impacts? So, the, so I think, the... and and it's probably a generation thing, but I think particularly the sort of the view on authority in general, like in, in mm-hmm. Philippines. I think it might be worse and uh, stronger in the Philippines, but it's like if boss man says something totally retarded, like don't criticize him. Right, like if he does something. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. There's absolutely hundred percent. It's here as well. So on the Hofstede, you know, on the dimensions, uh, cultural dimensions of uh, of the Hofstede theory, the distance to power is massive here. You know, yeah. like yeah. super tall hierarchies and really high distance to power. So yeah. this person's the boss, exactly as you're saying, and tells you go and throw yourself off the balcony you will almost do that, you know? Um, and I think when we hire hire new people here, we actually just have somebody who started today. And I almost feel like sometimes we have to to reorganize, to rewire everything that they think about work, you know? Yep. And just make it very clear, it's totally fine. If you have information that your team lead doesn't have, it's totally fine to respectfully disagree and bring that information forth, you know? Yep. Or if you have a different opinion, more opinions are better than just one opinion, you know, all of these things. And it's like, you don't have to report everything you do to your boss. You don't have to ask for days off as long as you made sure the work is covered, you know, um, and all of these things. Um, and it's a really interesting experience to people to see people going through that through that uh, mindset shift. Yeah, and I, I think I mean particularly from from a high level view, right? Like in the beginning, I was kind of when I when I first got to the Philippines, I'm like, oh wow, I'll hire these people who have been doing a boring job for 20 years and standing in a supermarket and you know shit pay, and I'm, I'm sure they want something new. But I, I, I very quickly realized that that for a lot of those people, it becomes so habitual that it, it, it's so difficult to change. Whereas I, I found it a lot easier. Like in Philippines specifically, we, we often hire people that have even worked with foreign companies like in call centers or the likes or who haven't got much experience. So they haven't gotten into those habits as much yet, right? I, like mm-hmm. we, we found those people are a lot easier to, to, to change, right? Or to, to, to teach different ways. Of yeah, 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 def- definitely. I think uh, it's definitely been a, uh, not a challenge for us, but we've definitely had people who couldn't, couldn't fit in this environment, you know, who, who, for whom making decisions and deciding uh, what to work on with whom using what tools and resources and so on was overwhelming. And they, you know, they wanted to be told what to do every step of the way. And um, they, you know, we either didn't uh, pass probation or they left, you know, at some point. And it's, uh, in a way, an interesting natural selection, right? You, you uh, The people who enjoy, who are freedom-loving and who are, you know, here, like they're motivated by being self-driven and they want to do more and they like to have a more free life and so on and so forth, they will self-select, right? They will be exactly. the ones who will thrive in this environment. And yeah, as you're saying, um, it's, it's often rather younger people than, than older people. 
It actually just reminded one one of the first times I was in in Philippines where I went on a date, right? And uh, the, the girl was like, we, we were sitting in a restaurant and we were about to eat, and I was like, okay, uh, what would you like to eat? And she was like, oh, you pick. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, you pick what I should eat. And I'm like, like I had never experienced anything like that before. Like, why would someone else pick what you should eat? Like, you know what you like, right? And and it was such a weird experience, but it really brings it back to that sort of thinking with like a, a lot of people really want others to make decisions on their behalf so they don't have to, right? Which, which yeah, or they're too used to that, right? They, Maybe they're too used to it. Try yeah. to me, yeah. 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 So. Absolutely. Anyways, very interesting, very interesting. That's cool. So what do you do specifically to help? Like, I know you said you, you aim at a very flat structure, but like if you have leaders, <laughs> if you have managers within your company, what do you do to make sure they sort of follow your philosophy and, and become great leaders themselves? Like how, how are you trying to influence them? Yeah, I think it's, um, <clears throat> and here I think it's a question of, uh, in a way, the chicken or the egg, um, or like, you know, do swimmers have great bodies because they swim all the time, or do people with great bodies go into swimming, you know, and the truth is probably both, right? Yeah. Like, um, so, so, so it's the same for us. I really try to work with people that already buy into, are attracted to our way of doing things, right? They yeah. really... They, they, they have the buy-in, they believe in it, they love it, you know. Um, and I think a lot has to do success in an organization and talent to me is, is really um, can be summarized as, you know, the right attitudes and behaviors and believing in the same values. And then you are, you know, like you are doing well in an organization. Um, so, so, so I think that's probably the first thing that I look at. I, I really try to, I think, especially in the software development world, you sometimes see a lot, uh, a lot of executives trying to push people who are just very good at what they do into leadership positions. Yeah. But they don't want to be leaders, you know? <laughs> they just want to be doing what they're good at doing, you know? And yeah. then they make terrible um, team leads, you know? So so basically what I try to do is I, I, I really look for those people who are, first of all, have buy-in into what, what we're doing, what we're trying to do, our why, our values and everything. Um, and then also are genuinely interested in, in becoming good at leading people. You know, nobody was born good already at that. But it, uh, an interest and a dedication to become better at that is definitely, like, definitely very important. So I think that's that. Those are the first two things that I do. Um, and then I think what we do on a constant basis is we we really try to invest a lot in training and development and in co coaching and in this kind of opportunities. And once again, if you've got people who believe in what you do and who are interested in becoming better, they will almost grab those, you know, without you needing to push them or without you needing to push information or coaching down the throat, right? They will already be interested in that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like in general, and I, and I do spend a lot of time, you know, um, being there, you know, supporting them when they're going through a rough time, like coaching and, and doing all these things, you know, um, and so, so they feel it's something that often actually my, 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 my team leads are telling me is that they, they feel 
supported. You know, they feel backed up yep. uh, by me and that helps them to not be, you know, to be confident in the decisions they make and to also be confident that if there's a mistake, we'll fix it together. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. And I think that's a, it's a great approach again, right? Because it's, it is really making people feel trusted, but also making them feel it's an environment where they can make mistakes, right? Um, yeah. Again, I mean, particularly in the Asian culture, again, mistakes are seen very negatively, right? Like if, if someone gets feedback from the boss, they're like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired now, right? Whereas yeah. like, they're just not used to feedback in the same way, which often makes it, it, it makes it an interesting process in the beginning, but but the sooner you start giving feedback, the the easier it sort of gets for people to get used to it, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's uh... for sure. And I think another thing that is really interesting in the Asian cultures is the two-way feedback. You know, the fact that the team lead or even the director, CEO, whatever managing partner of the company also wants feedback, and that you should be giving valuable feedback, not just flattering stuff, you know? Um, I think with a, a part of my team, I'm there. With a part of my team, I'm still working on it, you know? They're still, like, scared of telling me what they think that I should be working on, you know? Or maybe they don't want to even think about what I should be working on, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's a slow process. Uh, we also work with, um, I haven't mentioned before, but we also work two processes. One of them is holacracy, which is this way of organizing um, a flat uh, organization. Um, and, um, and then also we work with OKRs, which is a system that Google and a lot of tech start startups use for its OKRs of objectives and key results. Um, so goal setting, basically, for every quarter. Um, and it's a big transition, I think, from a tradi tra uh, like traditional environment to come to something like this, you know, where you're expected to manage your work and set up goals and give um, a constructive feedback to your boss and like all of these things. It is, I get it, it's overwhelming, you know, yeah. but it also makes beautiful contributors once you get there. Yeah, totally. It sounds great. Sounds great. I think that's, uh, yeah, that it's, it's definitely interesting and it's new systems, right? I've, I've learned, I've, I've sort of learned and worked with a lot of operations with, with very different setup and structures, particularly in the IT space, right? And it's, it's really interesting to see how it works, right? Like how people actually make some of those sort of processes and organization structures work, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's super cool. So, um, well, we aren't all perfect. So that's one of the things that I, I love saying all the time because we all make mistakes. So what's some of the things that you're really working on in, within your organization right now to improve and make better? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We are imperfect. And I think perfect. If you know, I arrived to work one day and somebody would just break in the news that, that we are now perfect. That would be so demotivating and boring, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, <clears throat> that's the journey, right? Like we always want to improve something. So for me, it's, it's exciting and motivating, actually, to, to, to know that we're not perfect and that we probably will never be, you know, so, uh, but we're always working on something. Um, so things that we're working on changing or improving, um, I think um, we touched on that on, on one of the topics. There are a few things that we're working on. Um, we're always working on um, 
inspiring people to take on more autonomy. Um, We're always looking for more people who can run their bit of the living business as their own business um, and really pour their heart and soul into it. We're always looking for that and always trying to hone these people from um, the teams we have or bring in new people and so on and so forth. Um, We're working right now on um, better, more streamlined finance processes uh, because the business is growing and we're managing. Um, so because we're basically um, growing startups, we've been growing a bunch of startups under our umbrella as well. We don't only manage our business, but we manage a, a few other business units as well. Yeah. Uh, so so that's why like we, we look like, a, let's say, a small to medium company, but we actually have all this business experience because we've ran multiple companies, right, at the same time. Yeah. Um, so... So I think, um, you know, streamlined, better finance processes is definitely something we're working on. Um, I think the brand is also something that we're we're going to be working in the next few months a bit more on. Um, we want to define what the brand is and, you know, the, 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 the voice and how we've come to what we are and all of these things so that we it's easier for us to communicate. Um, it's increasingly important, especially in a bit of a complex business to be able to to have a very simple message, right? So we're still, I feel like we're still working on that. So this are, I think, and I think generally there are always systems and processes to put in place as you grow that actually make your your work better. So even front desk um, office, you know, we, 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 we have um, frequent workshops on how to make that better, you know, how to make the, both the client that walks in for co-working or for an event or whatever, how to make their experience better and then also how to make the team work easier. So I think that's, those are the, some of the things we're working on. Excellent. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a, a lot of people always get sort of fear in their eyes when they talk about building big teams. Right. But I'm, I'm always the opposite. Like I, the more people you have, the more flexibility you have, the more opportunities you have. Right. So I, like, I love building large organizations because it, it just, it, it gives you opportunities that otherwise doesn't exist with a smaller team. Right. So. Hundred percent, but I think a lot of that fear comes from the fact that you know, if you have a five-people team and you're micromanaging and everybody fully depends on you, you're terrified of scaling that because you're like, I have five people and I'm working twelve hours a day. What's going to happen when I have a hundred people? Because you're not setting up the systems right, right? Exactly. Because you're not, you're not kind of sharing. You're not sharing ownership. You're not sharing. Um, um, the the responsibility and passion for those goals and you're not sharing, you, you don't have enough people who believe in your why. So then of course you feel lonely and you feel terrified of having a bigger business, right? Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Excellent. Okay. So the next one is around tips and tricks. So obviously you, you have a lot of experience with, with managing people and so on. So any particular tips, tricks, tools, systems anything that you think people really should either use or test out or whatever um i think um there's a few things here for sure um i think defining a good process and tools for recruitment is really important even if you're not recruiting all the time um so having um you know, having those fundamentals that you want anybody joining your company to adhere to 
um, and then working with a good recruiter either in-house or outsourced or however you want to do that mm-hmm. just having um, you know because we're all biased so so having a second pair of eyes you know on on hire um, and especially a, prof- um, a, a professional is always really good um, I think that's really really important because it can help help set you up for for success and then having good you know onboarding and um, also offboarding processes in place you know making sure there there are no loose ends you know left when uh, when somebody joined the company and they don't have access to things or when they left and they still have access to things you know which is also not good that's so I think a, that, that's a that's a great point I, I, uh, from a coaching perspective I work with a lot of companies and that's specifically right where where they're uh, yeah I mean you see someone three years after they left the company they still have access to a whole bunch of stuff, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you shouldn't have that, especially if that person's upset. <laughs> exactly. Um, hopefully, we don't have anybody being so upset leaving the company, but the business realities can be different sometimes, right? Oh. Um, I think on a more um, kind of fundamental level, I really, really advise people to define the why of the business and really walk the talk because that's really going to bring um, a lot of good people that are aligned with what you're trying to do into the business. Um, And people like to work for something bigger than themselves or a product or a service or money. People really like to work, especially once they've achieved a certain amount of income, they work for meaning and purpose, right? They work for the upper part of the Maslow pyramid, right? Yeah. Um, so I think um, Simon Sinek's book on, on, on defining why or his courses and things like that are a really good start on that. Um, there's, of course, a lot of in- introspection, you know, thinking about your story and why you started this business and why are you doing this and what's the end goal and everything, and then talking about that even if that sometimes can be very pragmatic, very, um, you know, like we're here to make money. (laughs) But um, I can tell you from experience that people are a lot more attracted to we're here to make the world a better place in this X way, (laughs) you know? Um, So so I think it's really important to be honest with yourself about that and then to communicate that. So definitely defining why looking up Simon Sinek's work is 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 a good is a good start, and it doesn't have to be at the start of the business. It's great if you do it in the beginning, but it's also great if you stop on the way and figure that out later. Um, I think um, yeah. So the recruitment part definitely very very important. Um, just uh, onboarding people into how you're doing things and why you're doing those things again very important sets them up for success. Um, after you choose people well, um, trust them, uh, do your best to trust them. And um, if you trust them and you trust the right people, uh, you will be rewarded with trust back and with great work and with freedom for yourself because you will be able to, you know, not be so, you'll be able to not have the business fully dependent on you, right? And then if you're sick or if you're away or if you're something, having that kind of pressure, you know, that the business cannot move without you. Um, I think that's a terrible thing that I see a lot of business owners in in, in that situation. And it's not, I don't think it's um, really comfortable and I don't think they're very happy. Yep, totally agree. I think this would be 
yeah, this would be some things. And I think also like on, on, again, on the topic of alignment, I feel like I'm talking a lot about that, but on the topic of alignment, having some kind of a goal setting uh, that the whole company comes together to do um, and is transparent and it's shared and people know what they're pulling towards is really important. It be that OKRs or KPIs or balanced core cards or simple, you know, three big objectives that we break into smaller things, whatever that is, the met method that you choose, just make sure that people know what they're, what they're working on, you know, and, 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 and where they're going, where they're expected to go. Because um, I think, I think as business leaders, we, I, I make, I catch myself making this mistake a lot, just thinking that everybody, that, that my, my head is somehow made of glass and everybody can see what's in there, you know, and that everybody knows what I'm thinking and what, you know, I expect and what, where, where, where I want to take the business and so on and so forth. And it's not, you know, that's the big surprise. You have to articulate all these things. And not only that you have to articulate them, but you have to repeat them. You know, you have to have them everywhere both in external and internal communication, right? Um, and then people will be a lot more clear when, when, where they're standing. And then also on, you know, if they don't fit into the business, that, that shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't waste time on either part. Yeah, the, the sooner that they realize that, the better, right? So. Yeah, or if they do align with the business, they will be more inspired and empowered to, to, to really work together with you and, and, and bring you closer to whatever goals um, you have in the business. Yep. Excellent. Well, that, that's a lot of amazing advice. So I think that was a, that was a, a really good, uh, yeah, a really good, I was about to say a handful of tips, but I think you've given even more than that. So that's excellent. <laughs> um, Lavinia, if, if people are about to quit their job, move to Bali because they want to start working with you or less dramatic <laughs> if they if they want to get in contact with you for any other reason what, what's the best way of catching you and getting in touch with you um i think probably email i i love personal communication so probably email is the best way to do it um my name lavinia l-a-v-i-n-i-a at um, liv.it, Lavinia at Livit, um, is uh, maybe we can pass that on in. in I'll, I'll put that in the show, show notes as well, yeah. Yeah, um, so that's a good way to get in touch with us. Um, we're, we're um, for a long time, we were actually servicing uh, B2B clients, so we didn't, we didn't do a lot of marketing, but we are uh, increasingly um, uh, open on social media and doing more and saying more and showing more of what we do. So um, the Livid uh, Facebook um, account and Instagram account are also good, um, good, good places to find and find us and see what we're up to. <laughs> I think I'll pass on the the handles to you. I think that's that's Perfect. the easiest, yeah. and then you can attach them to the to the podcast. Yep, that is perfect. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Uh, so thanks a lot for sharing all your valuable. Likewise. And uh, yeah, look forward to catch up again. Thank you very much. Likewise. Great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.